Oh my God, we have an exciting new client, Literati. Oh. It's the number one book club for kids. Oh yeah. I had to do some digging to find people young enough, but my ex just had a baby. My nephews, three and seven years old. <laughs> so Perfect. We sent it to both of them. We're going to get reviews. It is for ages zero to 12. Yeah. Right? And it, uh, libraries, schools, bookstores are all closed. Yeah. Right? Literati has you covered with something truly unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women to make it easy to find interesting books delivered right to your doorstep. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or to give as a gift. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art personalized note to your child. What kid doesn't love receiving something in the mail? Home delivery, super important right now. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free for a limited time. Try it with Travis's nephews. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie, 25% off your first two orders. That's literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. This is Cliff Schechter, one of your hosts. I'm here with that other guy, John Aravosis. Hello. Hello. What shall we discuss today, John? How about the shuffling you're making on the other end that drives me batshit crazy? Uh, we can discuss that. Sure. How would you like to proceed? <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's shuffling again. I don't know why. It's just shuffling. Sorry. Um, it's like I've been watching a lot of ghost stories recently. I mean, ghost like ghost hunters kind of things. And they're they're fun. They're goofy. Actually, the one I'm enjoying now is this British one where they don't find a lot. And I'm actually liking it because I trust them. They literally have some episodes where we're like, you know what? We didn't find anything. And I love that because American I TV is tricking you. Well, American TV, they'd be like, okay, levitate the chair. Just do fucking something to make people think there's a ghost. These guys are like, well, it didn't really work this time. Like, I like, it's very, very understated British. It's a ghost show where we don't find many ghosts. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> How lovely British. But so today um, we're going to talk about Trump's little West Point fiasco, the Paycheck Protection Program fiasco, uh, Discuss the election and Biden's visibility. Is it good? Is it bad that Biden is, isn't as visible? Uh, we're going to get into some polls, too, that Cliff is going to probably take the lead on that. Um, we've got, uh, obviously, some coronavirus stuff to discuss, <laughs> some, a diamond and silk meltdown, which is fabulous if we get uh, to it. And if I can find some more funny jokes to read at the end, I shall. But um, Well, you could just read Diamond and Silk, and that would be funny enough. True. Um, we're losing those two uh, intellectuals, it seems, at least somewhat from the public square, I find to be outrageous and challenging. And I'm not sure where I'm going to look for my information anymore. Of Diamond and Silk? I know. It's bad. But um, so first thing was, though, we were a little delayed today. You, unfortunately, had a death in the extended family. And I think... You had mentioned, I think it's a good idea. It's interesting to talk about in terms of just how things have gone virtual and also well, what this means, what this means for also coronavirus. Well, yeah, I think it's families worth that, for a number of reasons. First you know, of yeah. all, we know that. So sadly, my my cousin, Betty, who I've known my entire life, she thankfully lived a great life. She was she was going to be 96 this summer in an assisted living uh, in New Jersey. And she got COVID-19, which, as you've heard, has gotten into these assisted living places across the country. I didn't even know she had it until yesterday. 
And I found out she had it when I was told she had passed away. So sadly, I think it all happened really quickly, um, which if someone of her age, she, you know, she, she had fought cancer off 15 years before. Right. And again, she lived an incredible life. And, and this, I'm not going to claim this, you know, this isn't someone I was really, really close to, but close enough that I'm, it, it's sad. And we, so, you know, let me give a few things. First of all, um, this thing isn't going anywhere. Not that I'm worried anybody who listens to us would be under that, would believe the garbage coming out of the right. Um, but this thing, we, you know, there's a reason that Ron DeSantis in Florida, for example, has fought to not let, uh, to not release the numbers of people who have died mm-hmm. due to this disease in assisted living homes, because my guess is it's off the charts. Right. Um, so, you know, this is, they're being dishonest about this again. And, and for someone who gets it at that age, obviously, um, you know, it's, it, it's not a good prognosis. Um, so I think it's worth discussing for that reason of why we need to keep social distancing. If we're going to open up anything slightly, it needs to be with the best of science. It needs to be businesses where people can be far apart from each other, don't interact with each other, are wearing masks, have hand sanitizer and on and on. Um, that that's one important part of this. A second important part of this is, you know, I mean, it was a very strange experience. We just held a funeral service over Zoom. Um, and there are people from all over the country. Some of my relatives are in, I've got two, who, uh, you know, one who's a brilliant doctor researcher who's in Salt Lake City at a major hospital doing research. There are ones down in Florida. There are the ones who are still in New York. I'm here in Cincinnati. There are other locations probably I'm not even thinking of. And then there was the funeral in New Jersey where she was being buried. Hmm. Um, and, and it was all by Zoom? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't Ooh. what you consider a traditional service. Um, the woman who, call, who called in who was doing the, the service who was – she wasn't a rabbi, but she's – you know, by that part of my family is Jewish. They're related, related in some way to being a rabbi. She had a mask on. She was the only one there. At the where the casket had already been placed in in the uh, you know in burial and and in sort of Jewish tradition threw uh, a bit of dirt on as uh, for everybody who mentioned their names and there probably were about fifteen to twenty of us on this call from various locations around the country um, but, you know and it was I mean so it's that too I would the, the only thing I could say positively is I think. You know, this may be a way in the future once we get that, you know, this may be one of those permanent changes where we may Zoom or whatever better thing people come up with people in who are remote for funerals. Because yeah. it was nice to at least be able to be there and to be able to express my sympathies to family huh. members in a way that I would not have been able to, even if during normal times, if she had passed away, if I had not been unable to fly right. back. I would not have been a part of it. So that's the only positive thing. Obviously, a negative thing, you know, which is. She, you know, is whatever shape she was in, she shouldn't have passed away. Um, you know, anybody who's trying to pretend that this is not l- largely the responsibility of Donald Trump and the people around him are lying to you. I looked it up just so I could um, make the comparison. Um, where is it? Somewhere here. Hold on. Um, you're hearing that clicking, I'm sure, John, because I'm looking it's for it. It's not clicking. You're, you've, been, you've been rustling for the last five minutes, just so you know. Well, I don't know moving, what kind of so headset. What kind of heads are you? You're not wearing the head the head microphone, are you? No. Okay, it's but literally it's nonstop as you talk. It's like it's like paper rustling against your microphone. Well, I don't know, but but in any case, okay, with, all right, go on. With, um, right. In comparison to to hmm. South Korea, 
um, which I, I'm trying to remember. I didn't hmm. have. I don't have this in front of me. What they are in terms of the in terms of their size versus us. I knew this at one point. I feel like they're are they one sixth the size of the United States. It's something like that. So just so you know, they had their first case the same day we did. Okay, and this is why people are like, oh, you're trying to make this partisan or whatever. I'm not. Fifty million, so they're I one six to one seventh. Yeah, I just literally wrote an article for the Daily Beast giving Mike DeWine, who I've often hated hmm. in the past for his opposition, like virulent opposition to abortion rights, gay marriage, because of his Catholic religion. I just wrote a piece praising him because the way he used to be more, somewhat more moderate on certain issues like climate change, guns, campaign finance reform when he was a senator before he lost his Senate race and had to make a comeback in the state as first attorney general and, and governor. And of course, he had to run in Republican primaries, so he moved to the right. He has been, you know, like Larry Hogan and a few other Republicans, broken from his party, has been common sense and led in a way that has saved I don't know how many lives. So so the people try to say, oh, you're making this partisan. I'm not. I'm making this about people who are stupid about science, which are mostly Republicans these days, sadly. And Donald Trump is among them. And just so you have this comparison, because you won't often get a, a, a you know, a control group of this of this, hmm. you know, like this. We found out the same day as South Korea that we had our first case. Literally the same day. And again, let's assume they're six times bigger than us it's, or smaller than us. It's something like that. They have had now 10,752 coronavirus cases, 244, yes, 244 deaths. Right. Multiply that by six. And to me, much beyond that is Donald Trump's fault. Okay, uh, there are other things about the United States being a bigger landmass. I'm not going to claim there aren't other things that where we might have been worse because of uh, no matter what, you know, just because there are other factors maybe that complicate this. But for the most part, it didn't have to be where we're now approaching a million people sick. Which we probably aren't that far off from at this point. Are we at eight nine hundred thousand at this point? Well, John? and we know it's more than that. Yeah, we're at nine hundred ninety thousand, but we know it's more than that. Of and course. we're undercounting that. We're also yeah. undercounting the people who have died because, as I said, people like Ron DeSantis have literally tried to refuse court orders and sued to not allow us to know who has died due to this. There's probably all sorts of people who've died from other complications that haven't been counted. I don't believe for a second that we're only at about sixty thousand right now. My guess is it's twenty percent at least higher than that. And we're going to end up over 100,000, likely. You know, they're saying now, you know, it might maybe by August we can hold it to 75 or something. Maybe. I always tend to think that those things are the best case scenarios. We, you know, so to take it back to my personal situation, someone in my family now has died because of this. And there's going to be a lot more. Did your aunt have COVID? I didn't realize that's what it was, though. Oh, she had COVID. Yes. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I didn't make that clear. Well, no, no, maybe you did, but I was thinking she was old. I wasn't thinking. No. Yeah, she got past cancer. She got past other uh, other things. Ugh. She other complications, and COVID got into her nursing home, which has happened. As we, that's why I brought up DeSantis in Florida. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. happened Ugh. in a lot of nursing homes right. where they yeah. haven't been able to track this because we're not testing people. So let's say the nursing home workers are asymptomatic, go home at night, and come back. They can give it to everybody there to this high risk population. You know, right. um, and and this is where Donald Trump, by refusing to do testing, tracing, South Korea had drive-through testing within two weeks. We right. still don't have have the t- the testing we need, not even close to what he promised. So that's why I will not let anybody say no. I'm not going to directly say mm-hmm. he's responsible for her death, but he's responsible for many deaths like this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it didn't have to be like this. A barely competent president, who who got national security briefings. We've just found out he had at least six in January from a new Washington Post piece. Could have gone immediately on a war footing. Yep, and had all the kinds of ventilators and PPE of all sorts, masks, 
made that we needed and could have immediately started testing, tracing, quarantining. This is what South Korea did. Again, a country, I, I don't want to keep saying it's one-sixth of our size or whatever, because I don't know that's the exact amount. Oh, I look, they're, large, they're 50 million, Cliff. So it's a, it's a little a little one less than one-seventh one of our size. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're not talking about a country with 5 million people. We're talking about a country with 50 million people, and they only have 244 deaths reported so far. That is so right. far better than us, it, it's not comparable. So when he tries to wiggle out of it, like he did the other day when Brian Karam asked him, and I believe Olivia Nuzzi asked him, you know, if he could call it a success if 100,000 yeah. people died. And he tried to make his argument about, oh, they said it was going to be so much worse. We've done so much better. We've done everything right. We, you, know, right. you know, the decisions we made, he's full of shit, yeah. is what I want to say. You know, and so, again, I mean, I, I think the best way I honor my cousin is by speaking out as much as possible and hopefully others speaking out as much as possible because it didn't have to be like this. Yep. So, yep. No, it's interesting because he, you know, it's as people know that, you know, the big talking point is Trump shut off Chinese immigration at the end of January and it was controversial and it was controversial. Um, we also found out subsequently that he didn't shut it all off. I forgot whether it was 50,000 or however many uh, people from China came afterwards. It was a lot. Um, right. So he didn't all actually. American shut citizens were all of them were allowed to come back in without testing yeah. them, without seeing if they had it at all. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like we weren't going to let American citizens yeah. back in, but we should, we could have tested, traced, and quarantined all of yeah. them. We didn't. No, I mean, it's it, we did one thing that ended up being a good idea, but the thing a is now yes. now they're now they're well, and semi did it, but but nonetheless, you know, it was it was in retrospect, oh, yeah, it was a good idea. Credit, I mean that. I mean, I mean, credit as far as it goes, it was better than nothing. I mean, no, it but it was one thing, and this is the interesting thing once again, where he treats everything like such BS, where. The, the the talking points came out from I don't know whether whether it was the National Republican Senate Committee or the House Committee, it was, but they're trying to now they're running away from Trump in many of these states. Yeah, they're basically it's the it's the we say committee. It's the organ it's the party organization that helps elect Republicans to Congress. Put out talking points that explicitly said to people running for Congress, "Do not defend Trump." Is what it said. It said simply say. He cut off uh, immigration from China. It was a huge deal. It saved everything. And But don't actually defend him. Don't blah, blah, blah. And the problem is he keeps going back to this China thing. And again, he's I, I just think back to people who used to drive me nuts when I was kids were, well, siblings especially, where they're very good. Maybe it's lying or maybe it's obfuscating. But where they're very good at, like with him, which is, well, no, Cliff, no, Cliff, he cut off China. Are you lying? Are you lying, Cliff? Are you saying he didn't cut off immigration from China? Are you saying it didn't help, Cliff? And then you're going, well, no, it helped. But I will see. Now you admit it helped. And you just, you can't get through to them. And you can't even get your message out because they so go crazy. And right. and as I forget, maybe it was Paul, I think it was Paul Reed from CBS, who, when he had his little timeline they put out there for his infomercial at the White House showing everything he's done. And it showed, you know, end of January, cut off immigration from or much of immigration right. from China. It went up to February 6th and then it didn't start again to like to March 20th. Yeah, there was like so they, six weeks in the middle where he didn't do. Where he did ever. absolutely nothing. Call and it a the, hoax. Right. Say that. Say that we say that it was going to go away like right. a miracle. We only had fifteen cases, and soon it right. would be none. That the weather would take care of it. I mean, he just was full of shit on everything. Yeah, 
he pretended that it wasn't in the country, that simply by stopping these Chinese, that it wasn't going to be in the country, mind you, as Cliff said, because we let Americans return. Not that we shouldn't have let Americans return, but we let Americans return. Remember the fiasco when he decided to cut off uh, uh, travel from Europe early on? And we had that fiasco at the airports with people waiting for five hours jammed into hallways together. Clearly, a simple question, because I think this is sometimes just using a simple comparison is the best uh, way to kind of lay this out. If there had been 40,000 Americans in the Congo or a region of, of Africa that had an Ebola outbreak, and we had just said, no, you can come right back in and not tested any of them, uh, and they come back here, would you have considered yeah. that a success? I mean, I get it that this thing has a much lower rate of mortality, thankfully, than Ebola does, which is like 80 percent or something. It doesn't change that that that's an apples to apples comparison. No, it is not a success to say I shut down China. Oh, except for the 40,000 people who came in that we didn't test. Right. I mean, again, and, and he's just and he's just walked away. Even if, even if you give, I mean, again, it's it's like, I don't even know what to compare it to. Your doctor giving you chemo or something. And midway through the chemo, the doctor goes, you know, I did give you that first chemo treatment. You're like, yeah, doc, but like, I'm supposed to get 10 and you gave me one. Like, where are right. the other ones? Oh, now you're complaining. I gave you, look, you never talk about the one I gave you. Right. He, he he has abandoned us. We've got to have this testing, or we and we, as we've explained before, he's, I won't he's go through provided it again, no tests. He's made states fight up. over over masks. Over he's provided oh. no leadership federally. Actually, and then when states have ordered it, people have shown up sometimes and confiscated. Yeah, the feds have confiscated. But Cliff, let me tell you what I was listening to this morning. They were talking more about the testing and just how screwed up it is. As you recall, the testing problem isn't just the actual tests. It's having enough swabs. It's having enough reagent where uh, imagine like if you did the home uh, DNA test for ancestry or something, you know, you take the saliva or whatever, then you've got to have a a, a little tube you put it in, right? That you spit in or whatever. You've got to have enough of those tubes. You need enough of the liquid in the tubes that your saliva goes in and and uh, stays in stasis in. Well, it's it's kind of a, it's a very rough example similar thing when you test you need the test module you need the you know the little thing that goes in your nose you need the the safety bag you put it in with this liquid that preserves it all of these so there's tons of supplies that go along with testing trump has said you're each on your own these we not only and i was listening this morning we not only have 50 states and territories that are each trying to get all this stuff apparently hospitals are in the same boat. Like every local hospital now is responsible for trying to get swabs, for trying to get the little vials your your, your nasal thing goes in. So we could have- It's like there's no federal government. I mean, basically this is an abject lesson in why when we tried the Articles of the Confederacy before the Constitution with Hmm. a weak executive, well, no executive, with a weak federal government, why we rejected that model. Because we knew that competition and fights would break out between states and there would be really nobody, we needed a strong federal government to be able to step up during crises, during important moments of interstate trade and and other things. And and literally he has abdicated his role. And it's just, it's been shocking to me to see sort of nobody, not even the Democrats enough, point that out that like, what is the point of a federal government if during a crisis like this, the federal? I mean, what if after 9-11, I mean, sorry, the states, you're on your own. What if, what if after Pearl Harbor, you're on your own? What if after the, the Great Recession or the Great Depression, you're on your own? That's the equivalent of what this is. You take care of yourselves. You know, oh, California, you want to send some troops for, for D-Day? You got to figure that out yourself. Utah, you too. Right. Like, 
It's right. like there's no federal government. The only role of the federal government right now is to stand up and tell people it's a hoax so more people die. Well, like the and only actually, role of the federal government is being yes. a reality show that lies to people. Now, one, I mean, one final point I wanted to make with that, which I thought was interesting, is you not only have 50 states, you not only have, I don't know how many hospitals in each of the 50 states, each, you know, every man and woman for him, every hospital for himself. So you could have, not could, you've got hundreds of different organizations trying to find these, these reagents, these chemicals, these uh, vials, these cotton swabs, everything. But you now have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these people calling the same laboratories, calling the same vendors. Now, the thing I will compare it to is, and I'm sure you've all had this happen, you've tried to get stuff on, well, first of all, your local store in the last two months, and you can't find it at the grocery store. But if you, like me, use Amazon a lot, I've gone on Amazon and trying to find stuff like I was trying to find those you know, hand cleaners and sanitizers and stuff, couldn't find it. You've got everyone going to one venue and overwhelming it with purchase orders. I mean, how can one company, for example, let's say one company spe uh, specializes in the swabs, or I don't know, and they've got 500 phone calls. Right. How many but of those also, phone calls can you, you return? Think, what do you think that does to their ability to Horrible. respond? What do you think that does if you're all going to their website to shutting them down? And then let me add this in. Again, this is a very simple economic principle, economies of scale, right? What does it do to the price when everybody is bidding on the same thing? As opposed to the federal government coming in with a bulk purchase. It, it means that, that all these states are paying way higher oh, in right. all these that hospitals. Too. Oh, it's I didn't even think of that. That's a really good point. Off. You know, it's the, it's the whole theory behind why so many of us get pissed and argue for, the, for Medicare having the right to bulk negotiate the price of prescription drugs. Because when you're buying in bulk like that, you have a lot of power to ask to make That's sure a really that you really good pay point. Less. I hadn't thought of that. That's a really so good point. What, so what yeah. he's doing is he's making all yeah. like it's like a it's like like a, a Darwinistic exercise in the jungle of like you must all fight each other, you know, fight to the death. Essentially, is what it is. You must all fight to see who can call more often, who can reach the right person, who can grease the right connection, who could do whatever. Oh, and then on top of that, you're going to have to pay like a premium of who knows how much because yeah. you're competing with everybody else. It's a disaster. It's, the reason the federal government exists is so during times like this, this shit doesn't happen. And I don't feel like anybody has just laid that out in sort of a basic way of what an absolute failure this is. Yeah. By design, it seems, from Trump. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to do the work because he doesn't want to play any role in helping people, maybe because he's profiting from some of these things, the price being driven up. There's, the thing is, when you're dealing with somebody as evil, stupid, incompetent, ignorant, lazy – and name as many other things as Trump is, you don't know what the exact reason is because it could be due to any of those factors. Yeah. Oh, la, la. That anyway. is where America finds itself, folks. With, with this fucking clown as our president. Um, West Point. So it's, I mean, it's a small point, but it's really not a small point. So Trump is dragging a thousand West Point cadets back to West Point, New York, um, in a week and a half from now for graduation. He wanted to Trump as and actually it was funny because Stephanie Stephanie mentioned this on the show yesterday that um, Pence recently did a commencement. So Trump wanted to do one. So he's making all these kids have been sent back home, of course. Of course, everyone from colleges have been sent back home, right? He's making them all come back from home. They all have to have the the COVID test, which I was watching. Did you see that video yesterday of the military guys getting the COVID tests? 
Um, yes, I did. That's right. Somebody had a little oh. quick one somewhere said, if you want to know what it looks like, somebody tweeted oh. it out. Just, yeah. Oh my God. They it took unfun. This thing must have been an eight inch long Q tip, and six inches of it went up the guy's nose. I mean, sure. and you're I, watching I think this. They've been touching your brain with it. Oh, it was like beyond your brain. It was disgusting. Not disgusting. It was. And you could see even the military guy was wincing in pain. And you're like, oh, this is good. The military guy is wincing, but, you know, the rest of us are going to be fine. Um, it was horrific. All of these guys now have to go for the tests. They then have to get quarantined for two weeks to make sure they don't get Trumpy sick. And after they all mingle with each other, they're all going to go back home to their families. And, well, we better hope that somehow somebody didn't get them sick. When they're Correct. there, and they all thousand people spread while they're unnecessarily traveling, while they're unnecessarily around each other in large groups. I mean, it's so outrageous. It, it's ludicrous. It, again, if the Republican, I mean, this is the thing I keep saying, which is, I, I, you know, the Republican senators should never have the right to question any Democrat ever again. Yeah, like literally, so outrageous. If, if any of them ever questioned anything that we do after after <sighs> this experience, I would just sort of be like, my response would be like, "Fuck you, shove the subpoena up your ass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, oh. again, like the what they will let this person get away with, yeah. the lives he's now putting in danger of military, our military, he's risking. Yeah. This is again, and they're kids. The I'm party. sorry, they're all still they're the kids. Stay on the, right. And, they, and he made the same kids stay on a, on a, on a ship on, in the naval vessel so that they got more sick. And he, I yeah. mean, it's like one dis, one obnoxious thing he does, putting our people in danger after another. You know, it's it's just I mean, and, and that no one steps in and says, "Sorry, you little spoiled baby." Yeah, this is yeah, yeah. not going to happen because it is ridiculous on every level. It is ridiculous logistically. It puts people in harm's way. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. it's incredible. I don't. I would refuse to go back. I wouldn't care what they did. Yeah, yeah. You know, Cliff, let's take a quick break for an ad because we are part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, That's and right, we must we have are. ads. Baby must put food on the table. Um, we'll do a quick ad, and then we're going to come back and let's let's do happier news. Let's switch to uh, Biden and the election, and some recent polls that are showing he's doing really well. Sounds so let's uh, pause a second, and we'll be right back, guys. Oh my God, we have an exciting new client, Literati. Oh, it's the number one book club for kids. Oh yeah, I had to do some digging to find people young enough, but my ex just had a baby. My nephews. Three and seven years old. <laughs> so Perfect. We sent it to both of them. We're going to get reviews. It is for ages zero to 12. Yeah. Right. And it, I, library schools, bookstores are all closed. Yeah. Right. Literati has you covered with something truly unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women to make it easy to find interesting books delivered right to your doorstep. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or to give as a gift. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art, personalized note to your child. What kid doesn't love receiving something in the mail? Home delivery, super important right now. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free for a limited time. Try it with Travis's nephews. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie, 25% off your first two orders. That's literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, folks, we are back. So, Cliff, I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about the election and Biden, some of the polls. Um, at least fun at the moment because, you know. Fun so far. Um, well, always well, fun when things look good. Well, let me, I mean, I guess the lead into this is, you know, some people have expressed concern that 
uh, you know, we're not seeing enough of Biden and we're not and we're only seeing Trump. And, oh, my God, Biden needs to sort of do more stuff online or he's going to be in trouble. And uh, the polls, which you are our, ex our resident expert on, seem to be suggesting that Biden's doing pretty well so far. Uh, they sure do. And I think it's the, the important part of this is just to make the point that uh, as so often happens, there seems to be like a, you know, everybody must argue or otherwise uh, the, the you know TV shows, articles, whoever can't get ratings unless everything has to be separated to two very different sides. You know, either Biden must do nothing and just hide or Biden must do everything. Right. You know, and, and the truth, to me, at least to me, is somewhere in between. Um, you know, initially I was opposed to all these briefings Trump was doing, and, you know, it's free, the same kind of free TV and free ads you got in the past. But the, but the difference is, is that, you know, he's this clownish showman who can be kind of funny and interesting. I mean, to some people, not to me, but at least to people that, you know, don't mind racism and sexism and the rest. But all that's that to, to some of these folks can be like kind of entertaining when people aren't dying and the economy is crashing. When the people are dying and the economy is crashing, it turns out all of his narcissism, all of the me, 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 you know, all of the, the, the lack of sympathy, it just hurts him. And you've seen that in polls. So to think that Biden has to be out there doing the exact same thing he's doing, responding to every comment, I think is ludicrous. All right. He is basically he right now is, you know, if you believe polling, if you believe in anecdotal evidence is burying himself and don't take it the wrong way. We're far from done. And this is a long campaign and things can change and, and all the rest of that. But at this moment, he's not helping himself. He's hurting himself with these briefings. He got the shortest honeymoon that any president ever gets when you get this sort of effect of a honeymoon after a major attack or you know tragedy that, that happens. And not only has his been the shortest, he only got up to like 48 percent, I think, at its height. And he's now down. He's even fallen in a few polls. I, I saw one poll had him at 39 percent, but plenty of them have had him in that kind of 40 to 43 percent range that he normally resides. Um, uh, and so so you've got that. Right. Mm, right. But I think on the other side, you know, I think it should be strategic when Biden has like Biden started this podcast and now he's having on high profile figures, those that might be in his cabinet or whatever. I think that was very smart. That was a way that he can get news out there, break through, talk to people, show yep. the empathetic side of him. I think that was a good move. I think also, you know, when Trump said the bleach thing, you don't have to have some huge speech about it, but he responded. He responded on Twitter. He responded, I think, in interviews he did and, you know, and kind of in a way mocked Trump while also showing he was far above that. He was an actual leader. So I think there are times when Biden should get out there. I think there are times when, you know, when, when Nancy Pelosi should get out there or other Democrats, certainly. But but also, like, it doesn't have to be a one for one thing. And that's where I think you need to find people need to find the nuance in when he should respond and when he shouldn't. When Trump does something particularly bad that everybody's talking about. Yes, I think he should show that he never would have done that. Right. But not every little stupid thing Trump says, because, I mean, you know, you don't need to. It's death and he's by had, a thousand. He's had some good ads, too. Uh, Biden has. That's the other thing. They really they cutting, out, like Bloomberg style cutting ads. Yes. They put out they put out a couple of terrific ads yeah. showing the timeline of Trump's failures, highlighting the fact that he knew about this, that he's made this worse, and the rest. So, you know, that that would be my thought on this. You know, we need to also see how long all this goes for. Because yes, potentially I think if we keep if we keep being in a position where we're, you know, where you can't be around groups of people, or whatever, I do think you should give a major speech at some point, you know, that should give him maybe, you know, before the convention that will, that will be his kind of, uh, 
you know, that will be his, this is my theory of the election kind of thing. This is what I'm going to do for you. Right. This is who I am. This is why I'm running. It tells you about what he's had to go through in terms of loss in his family and, and, and the rest. I do think that's important, but I don't think necessarily you need to be doing that every minute. He just raised $47 million in March. Okay. Right. That was like twice as much, not twice as much, but I think Trump raised 28. Now he's still behind, but he's got Bloomberg money and other stuff that's going on. So I think right. that's important. Right. With all that said, numerous polls have come out. Um, the, the numbers have been growing. Uh, the big one that came out the other day, a pollster that 538 ranks A-, so it's one of the ones that they think is very good. Suffolk University um, had it at – that one was at plus six, 44 to 38, which I think is not bad. Um, there's also um, a morning consult poll. Uh, no, sorry. That one actually gets a very bad rating. Let's stick with the ones that get a good rating. Um, right. they, they, oh, no, no. And I'm being stupid. Uh, the, the the Suffolk University one, I'm sorry. I think the one at plus six was from the earlier one. The most recent one, 21st to the 25th of April, has it at plus 10, Biden, 50 to 40. Is this national? This is national. Okay, so that's a big lead, um, right. and you know there've been a couple of others. I'm trying to look at them right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Fordham University, they don't have a rating for Fordham, so that's not necessarily promising. Um, April 16th, to April 20th, had it 56 to 42, Biden, 14 points. Now, to me, that's more than I'm willing to believe. That's on the. Though I think right now the ones that show it to be four to six points are on the low side of the margin of error. And I think the ones, at least from all the polls I'm seeing, the ones that are 56 to 42, although that's the only one I've seen like that, is on the high side. There's another one, the one by Climate Nexus that has it 49-40, which is very much in line with that 50-40 we just did from Suffolk. Um, that, to me, feels like where we are. It feels like we're in a high 40s to 50 51 range for Biden. Right. It feels like we're in a low 40s, 40 to 42, 43 range for Trump. Right. I think it's, you know, that from, from numerous polls, that is what I'm gleaning from this. Right. You know, 16, 14, definitely too big. Six, I think is too small. Now, the right. state polls, the most interesting one of all in the state I am sitting in of Ohio, which people started writing off after what I would call a block, black swan event. I'm not going to go into all the reasons why Trump won here by eight points, but there are numerous reasons. I, I mean, Hillary was uniquely probably not suited for the type of state Ohio is. Um, and Trump uniquely with his, you know, BSing workers on trade, a lot of whom have now seen through that was uniquely suited for Ohio. Um, but as of right now, April 18th to 25th, Firehouse Strategies, um, no, I'm sorry, Baldwin-Wallace Strategies, um, gives it a 45 to 44 Biden lead plus one in Ohio. I can just tell you that if Trump has to fight to win Ohio, he will lose this thing. If he has to spend resources in places like Texas, Ohio, and Georgia, to name three big states where recent polling has shown either Biden in the margin of error or winning. Um, that is so much money and so much effort in three expensive states that what he can do in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Florida, and, and North Carolina, all states, by the way, where most recently Biden has been leading in multiple polls, um, that makes it almost impossible to do what he needs. No, I shouldn't say that. It makes it, let's say, challenging to do what he needs to do there. 
So that's what you're looking at right now. I mean, recent polling also showed Biden almost up eight. One had nine points, one had 10 points in in, in uh, Michigan. And there was a poll, there was a New York Times story, if it was accurate, saying that Trump's own polling had Biden up double digit, digits in Michigan. If any, if all that, which seems to be true, is true. Michigan really isn't even a swing state anymore. Right. Uh, right. Similar with Pennsylvania, not quite on that level, but numerous eight and nine points polls right and if that is true pennsylvania is really not a swing state anymore you're fighting for essentially you know the fight is is you know basically and trump has to win all of them he has to win wisconsin arizona florida north carolina and all the others and if you win any one of those it's ball game right um so that is where we are right now uh and there was recently you may have seen a poll out in florida that had um biden there were two one had biden up by four one had biden up by six um that's not good news for Trump. Um, North Carolina was closer. I, one had Biden up by one point that I saw. One had him up by three. Still, not the, the news that Trump wants. Arizona, similar range. So, you know, I mean, again, this is all grain of salt. You know, times change. Things change. We're going to be an unprecedented election where, mo- where many more people are going to vote by mail, maybe everybody, depending upon the way things are in November. Um, but these are important. Um, you know, these are important. I mean, right. this, this says that right now Donald Trump is in a serious hole, and maybe that explains some of the, the lashing out at various reporters at these, at these press conferences. Right. You know, just uh, – I mean, are you – anything more election or not really? I don't know that we've got much Nothing. more – Nothing more on the Oh, actually, election. well, no, there, there is the, uh, well, actually, two things, because I've been actually promoting it. Uh, Daniel, oh, God, Daniel, I'm not going to get your name right. Oldfelder, I believe. I'm going to get his last name wrong. A Democratic lawyer from Florida is going to be roaming the beaches in Florida May 1st, dressed, dressed as the Grim Reaper to uh, right. to to promote social distancing and tell people to go home. Uh, SNL picked up on it, which was very funny, Saturday night, and they did just, they mentioned it in Weekend Update. Um but what Daniel's doing is he's raising money online to then uh, not really pay for his Grim Reaper thing. He's paying for that himself, although he's having to get. Uh, oh, wait, who is he again? He, a Democratic lawyer down in Florida. He's the, the one name. who sued. Uh, he's the one who sued Huckabee. All right. Excuse me. Huckabee oh, sued him. Oh, OK. That's why Huckabee I sued him over a tweet. And he got over he got the, the case thrown out. Because yeah. Huckabee, the regular guy who's always calling Democrats elitists and writing stupid books like that. Was trying to turn a public beach behind his seven million dollar beach house, yeah. you know, mansion into his own beach because that's yeah. what regular people do. Yeah, and he sued and, he, and got thrown out, and uh, so Daniel was suing on that. But um, in any case, but he's been raising money for Democratic. He's using the the Grim Reaper publicity to raise money for Democratic candidates, including the guy going against running against Matt Getz, you know, the lunatic down there who was wearing the gas mask on the House floor. Uh, is it Phil Err? I believe is his name. Yes. And and Christy, what's the last name running for Katie Hill seat? Oh, crap. Oh, my God. I thought you'd see. I thought that I, I didn't mean to put know. you on the spot. It was like you because you no, know everything. I, I do. But that's the thing. I actually know it, but cannot think of it. Oh, I've got it. It is Christy Smith. Smith. It's about Smith. as generic a name as you'll get. Yes. Yep. And that's May 12th, actually, which I didn't realize it was coming up that quickly. It's a special um, election in California. That's so that's yeah. yeah two weeks. Um, so anyway, those, those are coming up. So that, that, that is coming up. I should say that's an election to watch. Um, you know, uh, getting back to Corona, one thing that was interesting that Andy Slavitt, who's, uh, I don't remember which one Andy is other than one of the big, he may have been the, uh, one of the top Obama guys, I think, wasn't he on healthcare? 
Yes, he was. I'm trying to remember if it's like Medicaid. I always get him and Gava mixed up. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think Slavitt was one of the top Obama guys. But Andy, uh, very good on Twitter and very interesting to follow. He made a point that's funny. I was thinking of, but I just never really put it in words. He said, if you wanted to reopen the economy fast, the thing you need to do is not is not is basically just wear a good face mask. But what he meant was N95s. Like we need people. If everybody went out there with a good face mask, yes, you still run the risk of getting the virus in your eye if you scratch your if you rub your eyes or whatever and it's on your hand, right? But you don't run the you don't run much of a risk of spreading it if you're the one who's sick. Like as long as you wash your hands before you leave the house. I mean, right. and you've got it, but you've got to have an N95 mask, which is the mask that really stops any spread from you and stops any inhalation of the virus. If we had enough, these stupid masks, by the way, cost like 40 or 50 cents each. They don't cost. No, it's just, I mean, again, it's one of those things that if Trump had taken this seriously in January. Didn't uh, even plan. So that's the thing. And, and, yeah. and so there has been here and we're, we're you're still looking, you know, DeWine, who is obviously, I said, has handled this things very well here by my yep. town in Ohio, has talked about reopening some businesses on May 1st. And we're all kind of waiting to see what what he'll be talking about. But he's made very clear that the science will dictate it. It will be businesses where that can work far below capacity in terms of many fewer people in buildings far away from each other. But he's also right. said that he would require the, you know, they would require masks, hand sanitizer, all this sort of stuff. So you start with only businesses where it's more doable for there to be separation of people. And that on top of that, there'd be that he would require masks and sanitizer, all these things. Because again, you have to do all of that. Yeah. If you're even going to think about partially yeah. reopening, so it'd be more of a slight reopening, if you want to call yeah. that a partial one, just yeah. for, for um, and and that's the thing is that Trump. I mean, that's the thing from the beginning that's just been so incredible about this is that right. as always, Trump is his own worst enemy. Like if he had taken even without even with his complete lack of empathy, if he had if he even could ever do what's in his own interest in terms of acting and not being a complete lazy shit and going out there and making sure stuff happened, if he had immediately reacted by making sure everybody got the masks they needed, everybody got the you know gloves if they're going to go work in the in certain places, everybody got hand sanitizer, everybody got this that and the other thing. Well, then a lot of then a lot more of the economy could have remained open and we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. But he can't even – even when it's in his own interest, he can't get the basics right. Yep. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know. I mean, actually, one interesting thing has been with regards to that. This morning I was reading that a number of leaders worldwide, including the leader of Australia, who apparently was not doing very well in the polls, got a huge bump from uh, – I thought it was a woman, but apparently the, it's a man now – it was a woman Maybe before, of New Zealand. That was that, there's a woman there who's been getting all sorts of plaudits, like she did after the that shooting and the, oh, the, the, actually that is what I'm confusing because like three yes, weeks because yes, yes. you're right, you're right. And actually, and Australia did have female leader a couple of years ago, but you're right, it was the New Zealand I was getting confused anyway. But it's the Australian guy who was not doing well in the polls got a huge bump from this. Um, it was showing other presidents and prime ministers around the world getting a huge bump, and how Trump's polls are where they've been for two and a half years. So yeah, I mean, there you, is you that aspect. Within four, five, six points when when this first happened, that was the only rally around the lead, the, yep. the leader effect. Because again, he can't even not fuck that up. All he had to do, frankly, is get up for a week and express sympathy, even if he didn't mean it, even if we could tell he didn't mean it, 
and not make it be about him and talk about the doctors out there and the people, you know, and how it's hitting them and how we appreciate them. And, you know, and, and even a semi believable voice. And he would have, he, I'm sure he would have gotten at least into the fifties. He may have hit 60, quite frankly, Mike DeWine right. in this state who only won by two points is now, now has a 75% approval rate. Right. You know, again, that's all he would have needed to do, but he can't even do that because he can't get out of his own way. Yeah. He just can't. But it is nice to show that it's not, it's not, you know, catch it's, it's not helping him, so to speak, meaning at least he is paying a price. Ironically, even though the polls being flat, seems like nobody's uh, holding him accountable because everyone else is getting such a big bounce. He did miss out on something. And at least in that way, he is being held accountable for what it is. No, there's no doubt. You know, he could, I mean, again, remember how hard it was for, for, you know, in 2002 and then for Kerry in 2004 to run against Bush after 9-11. Even after right. he was screwing up the Iraq war, he still had the right. fact that people gave him high marks for 9-11 because he, all he had to do was speak like a leader of one country after that. And he did. You can criticize right. Bush for plenty of stuff, and I will. But, the, the, you know, he, he, his, both his State of the Union, you know, speech that came afterwards and also really right afterwards with the loudspeak, you know, with the bullhorn and all that. Again, I'm not writing a hagiography of, oh, he was so perfect. He screwed up many policies. He did many things wrong. But at least he knew he had to sound like a leader of everybody and bring people yeah. together. Yeah. And, and, and he had a 90% approval rating at one point, something like that. Afterwards, yep. this is the guy that didn't even win the popular vote the first time, barely won the popular vote the second time, you know, because that's what happens with leaders right afterwards. And but none of that happened for Trump because he can, he cannot even sound high minded, he can't even fake it. No, no, well, there's nothing there, nothing no. there. If you mean by in the brain, yes, but I'd say, yeah, the soul. I mean, just him in general, yeah, there's just nothing there. Um, so. The uh, diamond and silk. So this maybe that's the last thing, and then no, I'll see if I can find I a couple funny jokes. Diamond and silk. What yeah. what are the what are the public intellectuals in our life to do these days when they're banned for and have their free speech taken away by Fox News? They were banned by Fox because they went off on a bunch of COVID conspiracy theories. Um, I'm trying to find real quick like, you, some of the Sean stuff. Hannity did too, and he's still there. <laughs> oh yeah. Say. Well, and I mean, and, and notice how it was Trish Regan who was forced out. They always force yeah. out people that, that they, they basically scapegoat the people that either don't get high ratings as hosts. Or, I'll say the woman I hadn't I've never heard of is the one that got rid of. Yeah. Right. And, you know, here, oh, we're, we're chucking two black women from our station. Yeah. You know, that's easy for them to, yeah. to do. You don't see Tucker Carlson or Laura Ingram or Sean Hannity ever paying any price. So let's be honest. Hey, you know, we'll they're diverse. It. What are you talking about? They hired yeah. a white woman. Now they are they fired a white woman. Now they fired two black women. That's they're diverse. True. And Laura Ingram was diverse. I mean, she only hailed Hitler once that we can remember. So, so, no, so some of the that's stuff that's diverse. I think Hannity hails Hitler probably about once a week. Some of the stuff that got them into trouble. Uh, let me just read these real quick. What I need to know is how many people have passed away in New York. And what I need to know is who has the bodies, Diamond asked. I need for somebody that does investigative work to call the morgues, to call the funeral homes. We need to know because I don't trust anything else that comes out of this, of his mouth now. Something's not right here. Something is off here. They're claiming Who's his mouth. They mean Cuomo? Cuomo, they're claiming New York inflated yeah. the numbers. She added, is this is this being deliberately spread? Look, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I love theorist. that. 
here's, here's another one of those lines, folks. It's kind of like if you say, I'm not lying. Or I anything. am not being, yeah, this but if is you real. Say, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. You're being a conspiracy yeah. theorist. This but is that, real. To say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm asking my own questions. What the hell is going on? So, this was Diamond Silk, meanwhile. This is from the Daily Beast. Silk, meanwhile, basically asserted that the disease was man-made and engineered, wondering aloud if there was a little deep state action going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She also questioned whether the WA the World Health Organization had a switch to turn this virus on and off. It's 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 it's. Uh, I, oh, I, think I can argue that it's probably crazy the crazy same here. manner in which we control the weather. If you remember that when that city councilman in Washington thought that Jews controlled the yeah. weather, yeah, it's it's, it's yep. like that. Oh, and a they're also pushing. They can turn on and off. Is that like well, a? I don't know. They're also pushing. They're also pushing the whole idea of if Bill Gates is behind this vaccine, you can't trust it. Um, you may have seen that Candace Owens yesterday wrote a, a an outrage an outraged tweet. Candace Owens is the um the the one Black American. Actually, Wait, I'm sorry. The other besides diamonds, the other African the other African American woman, woman supporting who's a Republican. They lost uh, yeah. Omarosa. So there's they only lost Omarosa. So she's one of the last three Republicans, uh, African American Republican women supporting Trump. Um, she tweeted yesterday, there is, I'm stating, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm stating unequivocally right now, I will never take, a, I'm going to do my, my, my Catherine Hepburn, I nice. will never take a coronavirus vaccine ever. And we really? were all like, well, I, I did, I responded, I said, promise? Well, I would respond like that too. What you should send her, and maybe I'll now look for that. I'm sure other people already oh. have. Is uh, they, she may have missed it that the leader of Reopen North Carolina, the AstroTurf group there, um, mm. that was demanding because that this was not really a threat, we should reopen. You're going to guess what happened to her, right? Huh. Yeah, she she's sick now. Oh, great! Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be many more like, you know, there was a guy in Ohio who was infamous early on attacking DeWine from the right, you know, saying this is ridiculous. You're overreacting, blah, blah, blah. He, he just died. Right. And I'm not telling you I wish death upon him. Right. Uh, I would I would tell you uh, with what he did to try to hurt the rest of us, I wouldn't feel so bad if he got coronavirus and had a lot of pain. Um, but I didn't want anybody. I don't ever wish death upon people. But you know what? There are a couple of preachers like that too. That one that like dismissed all of the calls and, and went to Mardi Gras anyhow. He was from, I believe, Virginia. He died. I mean, it's going to end up happening with a lot more of these people. So, you know, all I can say about Candace Owens, if she, you know, she said she'll never take a vaccine. Well, if that's true, she probably should should not join her brethren and her friends on the right and going to some of these rallies where nobody wears masks and they're all almost on top of each other, because otherwise she she she'll she'll probably get it. That's basically the way science works. I know she's smarter than science, but all of these guys, though, I, you know, all of these guys, I, I don't, I don't get. They're it. miserable, all of them. They really are. They're, I mean, again, you know, there always was like for a long time now. There have been parts of the Republican Party that are just have been this just gross, large parts of it. Um, but they've all kind of congealed together into like being the, you know all the biggest grossest parts are the biggest trumpsters it makes it very easy for you to sort out who's who these days yep yep yeah no and it it, it well it's funny because it takes you back to what we've been talking about where i feel like you know why do we have to be the ones trying to save these people god i mean it's bad enough on the vaccine front right that that you know we're trying to convince crazy people to save themselves and to save the world, but on this damn disease, every step of the way, it's been us trying to tell them, you know, and it, it is. It's Willy Wonka. No, don't stop. 
it's like the problem is is that then they end up in hospitals and actual doctors and people have to take care of them you know what i mean it's like they want to all go to an island somewhere and hang out together then i'm i I actually won't object go for it let the rest of us be safe the reason why i'm i'm you know, trying to stop them is that they end up getting innocent people infected and hurt, you know, doctors, other people, they end up around afterwards and their family, people that aren't the jackasses that they are. Right. Right. So that's kind of my feeling. Um, So I've got, I've got one good joke. I want to look for a second. I'm going to do our new art. This is our new, it uh, is, it's our new bad joke things, but I want to look for another one too. I end every show with uncle jokes. Well, I am right now, exactly, for now at least. Since my dad's not around anymore, I can't give dad, although my dad's jokes were usually worse. Um, a guy spots a sign outside a house that reads, Talking Dog for Sale. Intrigued, he walks in. So what have you done with your life, he asks the dog. Oh, I've led a very full life, says the dog. I've lived in the Alps, rescuing avalanche victims. Then I served my country in Iraq, and now I spend my days reading to the residents of a retirement home. The guy is flabbergasted. He asks the dog's owner, why on earth would you want to get rid of an incredible dog like that? The owner says, because he's a liar. He never did any of that. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Oh, I know. Yeah, it really folks, is just a ridiculous He's a liar, dog. but he still can talk, so he's still a smart dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these really are dad jokes. A car hit an elderly man. The paramedic says, are you comfortable? The man says, eh, I make a good living. <laughs> Now that would be a good. Now that would be a that would be a good ethnic joke if you know what I mean. That might be one where we we, we start integrating my my thirteen year old into this the drum player so we can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, Any more dad stupid. jokes? I'm, I'm looking. I was like, one of them was just a little too stupid. Okay, this one's kind. Of, okay, this one. This one is not anti-trans. <laughs> and just having to say it means I'm in trouble saying it, but I don't yes. care because I oh, don't boy. think this is an anti This isn't an anti-trans Send your joke. letter addressed to John, everybody. This is not an anti-trans joke. A man shocked by how his buddy is dressed asks, okay, I'll rephrase. I'll make it nicer. A man surprised by how his buddy <laughs> is dressed. There. He's just curious. Asks him, how long have you been wearing that bra? The man replies, ever since my wife found it in the glove compartment. <laughs> That one is pretty oh, funny. I mean, God. in a really stupid, stupid way. Yes. Um, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost Please done. Let it end. Please oh, that's let too it long. End. Please let that's it end. That's too long. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, one second, one second. Oh, the super sex one. That was pretty good, though, actually. Um, that's a stupid one. I know. You should just do, do some Jeopardy music while I'm looking at this. God. Okay, I'm I'm skipping the joke that has it. These are from the Reader's Digest. I'm looking at the line. Look at that poor crippled fellow. Okay, Reader's Digest. Seriously, like <laughs> that's in your fucking joke. Hey, look at the crippled fellow. This is in the Reader's Digest. I'm I'm thinking somebody hasn't reviewed this page in a while. I'm gonna say that that's a joke from uh, 1520. That's a 90s joke. It sounds like to me. It sounds like exactly like, and they kind of like obviously put them up on the web, and they, as always, somebody like slapped it up there. I'm skipping the blind joke because again, <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> um, okay, that's funny but stupid. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we okay. go. This will be our last one. This will be our last one. A skeleton walks into a bar. 
The bartender says, what'll you have? The skeleton says, give me a beer and a mop. God. Because <laughs> he drinks it and then the drink goes everywhere because he has no right. body. You see? <laughs> and that's the best part, folks. Don explains it to you after. I love that one. Yeah, but I'll bet you somebody didn't get it. I think that was... <laughs> but I love the image, too, of a skeleton like drinking a beer and then it's going... That would be like an SNL scene. Just like... <laughs> Guys, you got to give John points for trying to make oh, it a God. happy ending and lightening all this up because oh. we live in an insane oh, world right now. And well, my, well, see, my dad would tell the dumb jokes. Mom would tell the, okay, so a skeleton goes into a bar and the bartender says, what are you, what, what are you doing? No, no, that's not it. No, it's, what do you want? And he says, a scotch. No, 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 that's not it. Yes, Mom I would yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's my mom. Like, and you're like, okay, I'm not listening to your joke anymore. Well, and then she's already ruined it, and you're like, mom. She goes, no, but I just, I can't remember the punchline. I'm like, mom, why are you telling a joke when you can't remember the punchline? <laughs> okay. Because she's mom. It's the same reason she burns the bread every time. It's, she's mom. Yes. Oh God, but I love that. I can't remember the punchline. Thanks, mom. <laughs> mom mom anyway well this wasn't very long today for us our usual we've gone about 55 maybe 50 55 minutes but that's okay we didn't well, want to overdo it um a lot going on and I, I apologize we were supposed to have a guest today and that got pushed back because of uh yep. the sudden zoom uh funeral i do it zoom so, zoom 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 so um, we will um we will we will hopefully have that hopefully have her today. later in the week yep and then, uh, okay, and then for real, when Cliff and I hang up, we're going to talk right now about uh, when we're going to schedule our own Zoom podcast. We're just going to set one up uh, for sometime next week, let you guys know in advance, and see if you can pop in. I mean, the fact that people are at home, like, you know, the ones we were trying to do uh, for the $10 and up subscribers for uh, the quarterly ones, they are they just aren't working. I mean, we do it on... Um, what you would call it, Google Hangouts, and literally nobody shows up. <laughs> so I we know. just, it, I mean, I appre we appreciate the donations, folks, but I think I'm going to change the donation thing because that has not been working. Zoom, on the other hand, at least right now that we're all still home, I think there's a chance people could actually pop in if we did it at like noon Eastern or something, Cliff. Because then you get like nine o'clock West Coast, three p.m. Cool. Even Europe, it's 6 p.m. in Europe. I, there might be oh, a chance. About, well, parts of you know? It, you know where everybody's coming from but that, that yeah but but i mean come on we get eastern block uh yeah but they'd be eight or nine o'clock at night it would it was still would work because greece is nine hours ahead so that's what I'm saying. so yeah. you said six like it was definitely six that's right. i don't want to be angry your ass is what i'm doing right now. exactly franco -centric. what if you're in thailand huh john well that, if you're in thailand you're fucked because then we're doing it at midnight but uh um but any case, uh, so yeah, Cliff, let's talk about that right after the show, but hopefully we'll book one next week and maybe we can get folks. And then if, well, it'll be a disaster because it's our first time on Zoom, but maybe we can even get questions and stuff too, or I don't know. Well, it, it'll be fun to, but I think since maybe we're all we do, get, doing we'll Zooms anyway. About it. Maybe we'll see questions ahead of time from you. Maybe you can just throw questions. I don't know. We're, we're maybe just both. It, I'm but, missing probably both. So, But I think it'll be fun to try Zoom finally and see, because since at least now, a lot of the audience hopefully has already tried Zooms anyway at this point. Zooms. I'm making up words. Zooms. Yes. All right. So right. Zooma, 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 Zoom. Uh, all right. Anyway, so we will uh, hopefully be talking to you. Well, we will. Thursday or Friday, hopefully with a guest. But we will be talking to you Thursday or Friday. So we shall see you then. All right, folks. Thanks for listening as always. And stay safe. Stay, help yeah, stay healthy. All right. Stay glad too. All right. Yeah, that right. also.